Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to the Sports Bubble, a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. My name is Jensen Karp, and I'm a sports fan. And listen, I admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about the NBA bubble, because it has been fantastic. It's still early to call it a total success, but between the emergence of TJ Warren, that out-of-this-world pass from Luka, Patrick Beverly doing Patrick Beverly things to Dame, and the Lakers kind of looking beatable, I mean, the storylines are alive and well. I even got a little jealous of those virtual fans last weekend. I'm starting to think these playoffs will be enjoyable. Definitely different, considering we're seeing some real Lionel Hutz level of defense, but I can't say it won't be fun. And safe, it seems. Congrats to our Lord and Savior, Adam Silver. And while he's doing his job, I'm doing mine, interviewing athletes and sports industry professionals to find out how they're doing during this very weird time. Because someone has to. This is the Sports Bubble with Jensen Karp. Competitive swimmer Nathan Adrian is a three-time Olympian and five-time gold medalist who faced the biggest challenge of his life in 2019 when he was diagnosed and treated for testicular cancer. He fought his way through recovery, staying out of the water for almost a year, the longest he'd went since he was four years old, and he figured that was the last hurdle he'd have to jump on his way to once again compete in the Olympics, taking place in Tokyo in 2020. And then, well, we all know what happened next. And let's be honest here. At any point during COVID, did you think about pools... Well, I didn't, but it's safe to assume that if Olive Garden can't open its doors, any public training pool is having just as difficult of a time staying open. And so now, with 2021 in his crosshairs, Adrian and the rest of the hopeful U.S. team are trying their hardest to stay ready for the games by jumping town to town to find regulations that allow them to swim, and most importantly, stay safe. On this episode, we talk about those hardships, how the postponement may have actually helped his training, and how his public health degree keeps him up at night these days. And I find out if Katie Ledecky is a warlock and if you can balance a bad pizza on your head while swimming. Join me today with Nathan Adrian in the Sports Bubble. Call from Nathan Adrian. To accept, press 1. Press- hey, how's it going, man? 
It's going well. Thank you. Yourself? Uh, well, as well as it can, we are we're talking at the end of a week where certain states are seeing these large spikes in coronavirus cases and deaths. And I guess we've been really like riding the roller coaster on this podcast. So I'm still asking people where you've been through all this and, and if you've loosened up at all with quarantine. All right. Yeah, no problem. I'm in Oakland. I'm in the Bay Area. And we were first to shelter in place. And honestly, I'm assuming that we are probably going to be the last to continue to shelter in place, even as the vaccine comes out and with that rollout um, and, and all that good stuff. So where we are right now, it's, it's really complicated because Alameda County mm-hmm. contains both Oakland and the city of Berkeley. And the city of Berkeley also has its own public health department. So even though we have two massive 50-meter pools and a great training facility at Cal, Because that is within the city limits of the city of Berkeley, Mm -hmm. like Alameda County has given us the okay to swim there, but the city of Berkeley public health department still hasn't. So we're we're doing the same thing that a lot of other people are doing and and struggling to find pool space outside of our normal, you know, training facilities. And I am pretty hardcore lockdown. I mean, it's masks on anytime I'm outside of the house and, you know, still doing the grocery delivery thing trying to cook at home as much as possible with doing with the exception of, you know, getting takeout maybe once or twice a week. Sure. Well, you're the first competitive swimmer I've spoken to on the show, so it's going to be an elementary question. But once we saw the nation sort of shut down from the outbreak, does that just close all pools to training? Basically, I I think that's just kind of a broad brush statement. Absolutely. Uh Um, You know, one of the unique things and challenges that we as competitive swimmers are faced with, especially now uh, more than ever, was starting to define the difference between training and being a professional athlete in the pool versus country club. And a lot of public health departments, I mean, their bandwidth was, you know, at its absolute capacity. Uh, and, and it was hard to get any anyone to hear or or create differentiations for us. So we kind of are all operating under this overarching, you know, quote unquote, pool definition. Right. And a lot of people think, you know, pool restrictions. Oh no, uh, we're not going to be able to go to uh, the Fourth of July celebration and do a coin dive uh, at our local country club or, or community pool. But and that that probably goes without saying. But you know, after the the lockdown, I mean. Swimming one per lane in a in a closely monitored, chlorinated outdoor pool has certainly, at least to me, shown that it's been pretty safe. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going with these basic questions because I do. I, other than being a fan of going into the pool, I don't know a ton about swimming, so you'll have to tell me. Is the idea of having a house pool, you know, just the normal pool that we had growing up and swimming <laughs> in friends' houses, and you know, like is is that? able to be trained in or is it just am i asking if you can you know play baseball in a small toy <laughs> that's probably a, a fair comparison okay you know it, it is sort of like maybe getting a uh, professional baseball player out there with a wiffle ball and a, and a plastic hollow bat or something mm-hmm. it is good to uh to do something it's good to get that feel for the water but unless you are, your backyard pool is at least 25 yards with good spillover gutters, I'm getting technical here, which yeah. means that they have to have a surge tank and that just adds a lot of construction costs. It's, it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but for as individual as a, as a sport as swimming is, there's something to be said about having teammates around you, you know, for your, for your days where you're hurting a little bit and you need some, you know, motivation 
either racing them or watching them perform or, or, or doing doing something because it's it's hard it's hard to train alone, no doubt about it. And you know, to have those teammates there pushing you every day is is really important. And that's that's one of the things that has been a big adjustment. Yeah, I know you're a football guy, but I, I don't know if you watched any basketball. They had a, a horse competition through the NBA before the league restarted, and they would show us, this is pretty early in the quarantine, but they would show us people's homes, and that was, you know, they shot, you know, from their phone or whatever, and we they'd play horse remotely. It was so weird. But one of the things that I was shocked with was, like, they were like, okay, let's go to Mike Connolly's house. And Mike Connolly had, like, a full-court basketball, you know, like a, a full, literally a full gym in his house. And I'm wondering, do, do any swimmers, or at least now, are they thinking about getting like a real pool if they have that kind of kind of dough like a michael phelps uh, i mean yes but probably no right. <laughs> olympic size swimming pool is, is 50 meters right. uh olympic size swimming pool depth is you know 10 about 10 feet i mean i i could i could do the math for you right if i had a calculator but i mean it's hundreds of thousands of gallons you got to have really massive pumps to to get the hit the filtration rate for that you gotta be adding chlorine it's it's a lot more complicated than putting in a really nice basketball uh court in your in your house i'll take that mike Conley. but i do i do <laughs> like the idea of just having one one lane just one lane in your backyard that goes on does you don't have to have the whole pool well so there's also the ability to do endless pools which is for the average swimmer okay perfectly adequate to uh to stay in shape or even you know lose some Corona quarantine pounds, sure, sure. <laughs> but it, it really is just not quite the same as actually moving through the, like, you know, so much of swimming is about your feel. And I guess that would be maybe to bring in another sports analogy, like similar to hitting off of, uh, hitting off of mats versus hitting off of grass and golf. Right. That makes sense. Well, how, then tell me, how do you train without, without a pool? How do you train for swimming? You, I mean, you're on the Olympic team. I know you found out that the Olympics were, were canceled while you were actually training with your team. So like, what, what do you do now? Well, right now, because Cal is closed, we're actually going to the neighboring County mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of counterproductive. I know when we have, you know, two massive, awesome 50 meter pools, and now we're having to pay to rent space mm-hmm. uh, at facility. That's not quite as good, but that's the game that we're playing right now. And we're doing our best. Um, our coaches made great adjustments for us in terms of what we're doing in the water to try to, you know, maximize the gains that we can achieve from from not having access to our, our normal pool. And then on, on the other side of that, I'm also I also like right when we went to shelter in place, I went online and ordered some uh, some weights so I could have a little home gym set up because I, I figured that this was going to last a little longer than most people anticipated. Yeah. Um, which I'm very thankful for now because it seems that you know home gym setups are completely sold out across the nation. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm really glad I I have that little setup going in the garage to to really help bridge that gap. Yeah, it's hard to imagine anyone is happy about quarantine, but I, I would clearly get in a fight with people who own a home gym company or like sweats. Those people are having the best time of their lives. They really are. <laughs> really are. Uh, well, let's talk about some serious things. You did what many people did during this time in history. You adopted a dog. Ah, uh, yes, I did. Okay. How to be honest? How much does this help? Because I have a dog, and boy, did I turn to him many times during this. But how much does it help when you feel like the world is ending to have man's best friend? You know, for any listeners out there uh, who do have a dog or maybe have access to a you know a neighbor's dog or something, I would encourage them <laughs> to limit their news intake yes. <laughs> to, yes. you know, 10 or 15 minutes and then spend the additional time in, in their day uh, with a dog. <laughs> 
Uh, I really genuinely believe that would make the world a happier place. It truly does. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really does. It really just is helpful to kind of lift your spirits. I mean, even walking in the house after a tough practice um, and, and having a dog greet you and just kind of, you know, wag her tail and, and try her best to not jump because, you know, we're, we're trying to trying to train her not to jump on me. Sure. Um, but it is, it really is the best feeling getting home and, and having a, a happy face greeting you. Uh, well, you uh, were open about your treatment for testicular cancer in 2019, and you were rigorously training to make the 2020 Olympic team. You still are. But with this delay now, I wonder, does this actually uh, help you with recovery and getting back into shape? Because you were on a bit of a uh, sped-up timeline. Absolutely. 100%. It took me a little bit to, to realize and appreciate that fact, just as, as it would. So I have definitely been able to gain more strength back. And because, as you mentioned, I, you know, I was on a little bit of an accelerated timeline. I've kind of been able to step back, work through some fundamentals, um, especially in the weight room, uh, also in, in the pool to kind of patch over some spots that we had maybe rushed through in our initial return. So I, I feel great about where we are, where we're at right now yeah. and, uh, and where we're going. Yeah. I mean that during the surgery and the treatment you had, that was the longest you went without swimming since you were four. You didn't miss that much time because of, it sounds like because of coronavirus, really. I mean the shutdown and then, and then you found, you know, you found pools that worked out for the team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that was definitely the longest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was the longest by far. So we were, yeah, we were fortunate. We found some, we found some pool space um, to to swim at mm-hmm. uh, pretty pretty shortly after the the you know shelter place and some restrictions were lifted, just to maintain a little bit of of swimming. You know, we weren't going 100, percent but uh, but we did what we could. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, now this is my question about your teammates. You bring them up. I have a question. How do they understand? I mean, this is a big question that there are no other public health grads from UC Berkeley on the team. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good, is, is that a question? I mean, I I'm being honest because here's the thing, right? I'm on, a, I'm on an Olympic swim team. I, we're all scared. We're all like, can we practice? And then there's a dude whose education has come into play. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess 
I can't. I, I have an undergrad degree in public health, and that's that is relatively rare. Uh, Berkeley is actually one of the few places that offers that undergrad degree. Most of the time, it's actually a master's or a doctorate level degree. And I'm not trying to elevate my status to that. I'm just saying I don't know as as much as uh, you know your your typical public health officials. I would honestly just say that I was in classes that warned us about what is currently happening. And, and knew that it was possible. And I, I, I mean, looking back, even I had a I had a friend uh, who worked downtown San Francisco, and he sent a time lapse video of that cruise ship yeah. uh, that had the coronavirus patients coming into Oakland. And I just remember seeing that, and I was just terrified. I was like, yeah. "This is it! Like we are we are introducing this into our population, and I hope that it's going to be you know managed properly." And as we look back, unfortunately, it wasn't, and there's certainly a lot of lessons to be learned there. But, um, but yeah, I, I think I probably had my alarm alarm bells ringing a little bit before most people. Yeah, I could only imagine. I was an international relations minor for a second, and it wasn't something that I like really truly wanted to get into. But I was so interested in it. And we had one professor back in God '98, and he and I and I even like emailed my parents. So I was so like happy that I had like recorded it down. But he goes, you know, in the next four or five years, we're going to have some crazy terrorist attack from Osama bin Laden. And I, and I didn't really know who Osama bin Laden was or anything. So I I'm freaking out there. And then as soon as the you know terrible 9/11 happens, I, I even my parents were like, that guy told you. And I feel like you must have had a similar instance with this, where like you immediately knew what kind of damage, what kind of a terrible few months we could have in the U.S. because of a pandemic, something that I thought was just like a board game name until five months ago. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it was... <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna hit some hot spots with me, man. Um, so I, I do, I very distinctly remember when it was starting to experience community spread. And even when Dr. Fauci and uh, the American Surgeon General, I, I unfortunately forgot his name right now, were, were talking about not wearing masks. And I was very upset about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to have places like Hong Kong and Taiwan who are essentially, you know, they, they like Hong Kong obviously shares a border with Taiwan. Taiwan, is, sorry, Hong Kong shares a border with, with China. Taiwan is 100 miles off the coast. There are people going back and forth all the time. And both of those countries managed to contain the virus very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and part of their culture is wearing masks. Even when there's not a global pandemic, you see people wearing masks. I'm like, that. There's something to be said about that, and and that was a huge key to their success. And and here we are, so many months later, still debating the efficacy of masks. And I just, it just is. That's the reason why I have to turn off the news yeah. and, uh, and play with my dog. Yep. Well, that's the reason you adopt the dog. I get it. Uh, you are heavily involved with the next generation of swimmers, whether it's just through social media or through your team or the school you run with Will Copeland. As far as training for the Olympics in 2020, you're a bit of a, a veteran now on the team. How do you help them, the, the, the younger guys, keep the momentum they had before the shutdown? That's a, that's a very individualized question. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different ways that people are motivated. And watching like my teammates and trying to just maybe create some, some reframes in their minds, <laughs> You know, looking at the next year as an opportunity rather than a burden mm-hmm. or trying to figure out how to get them, you know, get the most out of them in practice by racing them, this or that, or, you know, knowing that they're on a great track and, and they don't need any of my help. Like, I could only really hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got to really 
get to know a person uh, or, or your teammate before you, you, you try to you know, intervene in any way. Sure. Uh, let's get hot button again real quick. I wanted to talk to you about your mom for a second. She was a school district nurse, correct? Yep. That is a role that could not be more front and center when we are talking locally, at least in people's neighborhoods, to everyone in the United States right now. Does she have an opinion about everything going back to school, the, the fact that we're putting our children in these situations? I mean, she would be the person <laughs> she would be the person working uh, pretty much 24 hours a day right now, I assume. Uh, I mean, y- yeah, <laughs> she's not. Let, let me put it this way. My mom has not really been in close contact with any of her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. She will have an outdoor picnic socially distant. And normally she, you know, sees and hangs out and, and helps with childcare. I don't know, anywhere from one to three times a week. And ever since this started, I mean, I remember calling her saying, you, you need to stop that. Yeah. Like immediately, <laughs> and she was like, "No, no, no!" I was like, "No, no, no mom, listen." Like, I mean, we had a we had a uh, a pulmonologist from from Denver come and talk to us while we were at the training camp, and basically he said, "Hey, listen, based off of our knowledge, and this is way back in February, so sure. based off of our knowledge at, at right now, we anybody over sixty five that gets this disease, it's literally." like playing Russian roulette with a revolver uh, and, and having one bullet. Uh, in, in the chamber. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's like, that, that put it into perspective for me. So, you know, a 17% chance of, of dying, like you wouldn't play Russian roulette, right? Like you would do everything in your power to not have to do that. So my mom and my dad are, are doing essentially that until, you know, a vaccine or, or the, the numbers uh, go down. And to your point, I mean, yeah, she's not in support of, of going back to school. I mean, she lives, she also lives in Washington State. Uh, they are they've been they've handled the virus pretty well, um, and, and are pretty conservative with the handling of public health. We've been telling people because we, my wife and I, have a one year old, and we're so lucky that we don't have to make that decision right now. You know that whether school or not, and we're not you know we're not in the, the, the situation to make that because some people you know both of us work at sometimes like it would be impossible to take care of him you know all day long for another five six months and and we would have to i mean that's that's where we would we, we are not letting him out but you know your mom probably took her job very serious and it would be a very hard decision for any of these teachers or these nurses that know they have a job that they love and a responsibility that they love to 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 not go or go what, what a difficult decision for them yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, they're they're real, they're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. You don't go into teaching or school nursing because you're going to get rich, right? right? right. You go into teaching or, or school nursing because you love kids, you love what's happening at the school, and you want to help the generation beyond your own. And again, it, it just it comes down so much to you know what's happening at your community level, like. I live in my little bubble in Oakland. Alameda County has, I think, 1.6 million people. Like we do have, you know, we have days where we have four or five, six hundred uh, cases. So, yeah, no, I, I don't necessarily think that we should be going back to school. But if you're in, you know, Wyoming, Montana, it's in, in a rural district, and you haven't had cases for two weeks, like, of course, you, you need to go back to school. I'm, I'm not trying to suggest that you know, people shouldn't go back to school uh, the entire year or whatever. It just, it really just has to be managed and managed closely because it's very stressful uh, and, and dangerous to, to sit and wait for test results for a week and wonder if you may have gotten it. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, 
I know there's some billionaire I was reading about yesterday who is looking into creating outdoor schools. I, I love that idea. You know, yeah. I mean, let's talk about this. If you, so you have a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. If you were forced to have your, and imagine he's, let's call it seven, eight years old, would you send your kid back to school? No. Or would you be, consider, and what some of my friends uh, are, more than one of my friends are doing is, is essentially like taking extra jobs um, or, you know, if they were furloughed or unreduced or, or whatever it may be, um, basically being an education coordinator for these kids that are, are learning from home. Yeah, I'd have to. I mean, we, you know, like I said, we're just lucky we don't have to make that decision. But I mean, like, if I was in that position, I could not send him to school. I, I had a, I had a child so that I could worry all day, right? I mean, I've already, I already feel that nerves. I'm not, I'm not adding, I'm not throwing him out to the wolves. So I would, I would have to come up with something. You're right. I'd, I'd, I'd become a bit of a professor myself. I don't know. Yeah. It's not, not something I have to face, luckily. And I, I feel bad for those who do. More with five time Olympic gold medalist swimmer Nathan Adrian after this. Right now, Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, like students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America, and their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This podcast is committed to donating a portion of the proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now, let's get back to Nathan. You obviously have a bit of a decision coming up with Tokyo 2021. There's a bit of an Olympic bubble joke, right? There's like a meme with this village where all you guys stay. And there's been jokes for years about <laughs> how STDs and sicknesses go around it. And it's it's sort of a bubble. And it's funny because now we rely on these bubbles for Tokyo 2021. You know, we, we, we rely on them to make it work. So So you tell me, is it going to be safe? You've been there. Can it be healthy? I do believe it can be safe, and I do believe it can be healthy. 
You know what's crazy is in every lead up to every Olympic Games, there's always there's a story that goes around, uh, right? And you know, 2016 it was Zika, 2012 it was security, the 2008 I. I Honestly, I can't remember. I was, I was too young. But there's like a reason why these games are going to be, you know, catastrophic. And here's Japan finishing all of their infrastructure like months in advance, which is totally unheard of. And then the actual global pandemic, the one thing uh, that isn't up to them at all occurs and, and delays the game, which is just so unfortunate. I, I really, truly feel for, you know, Tokyo 2020 and, and all those organizers. But that being said, I mean, it is going to be an amazing opportunity for Japan to create and execute on a on a bubble and a safe and effective Olympic Games. I think they can do it. I mean, I, I trust them to do that. Yeah, well, I guess all of sports is having this kind of kind of issue. And, and like we said, you're a bit of a, a football fan. But specifically, I think you are a Seahawks super fan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Known for their incredible fans, the noise that they make in the stadium. Could you imagine? This is the one I think about all the time. A empty, quiet century link. Like, I can't even fathom without the 12th man. <laughs> it seems crazy. It is. It is crazy. But all of this is crazy, man. I have seen the practice facility and seen what those guys like, you know, getting up and go, getting after it at practice. And there's no noise happening at where is it, Kirkland or, or wherever, wherever it is. And it is. I don't know. I, I, I believe in uh, in Coach Carroll's like you know fostering of that competitive nature of that competitive spirit. Obviously, the twelfth man makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's absolutely unbelievable to be there and not and be talking and not even be able to hear your own voice. It's sure. like it's something something special. But it obviously is not going to happen this year. I just really hope the season. I hope they figure out a way to execute on on a successful season. Same. Well, let's hope it's more basketball than baseball. Uh, I want to end with something. That was all over the internet this week. Uh, swimmer Katie Ledecky on the internet <laughs> swimming the length of a pool with a cup of chocolate milk on her head. It doesn't spill at all. It stays on her dome the entire time. Is this as insane as it is to a normie like me? Is she some sort of warlock? Uh, she is a warlock. Okay. Let's be very clear about that. <laughs> she, is very, she is a very special athlete. I would put money on 95% of the national team being able to do that though. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe 90, maybe 90. There's some, there's some people whose head, head moves all over the place when they swim, but it's, it's, I mean, it, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you're talking, we're talking about national team athletes. We're talking about the, the absolute best of the very best. So mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot of kinesthetic awareness to be able to keep your head that still while you're pushing, you know, moving through the water. Had no idea that it could be that common. So I wanted to ask you if there were some other things you think could balance on the head of an Olympic swimmer and, and if it would work. Oh, okay. All right. Shoot. Okay. First is a bucket of chicken. It's more tubular, kind of definitely larger, but you know, like it fits like a hat, so it might be easier. Oh, you know, on, if we were doing backstroke, I'd say I'd say for sure yes. Okay. Doing freestyle, it's it, it's a little harder. You know what also matters is the shape of people's head. Uh, you know. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a little that's confounding right there. All right. How about a sneaker? Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. That one's okay. easy. Okay. Good. Uh, a football that feels I can't even really hold it in my hand. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. I, <laughs> 
I would be impressed with anybody who could swim 50 meters with a football. All right. You heard that, Katie Ledecky. Without, like, pinching it. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one, this one I, I really went back and forth on. A stiff pizza. Like a, like a Chuck E. Cheese, a little, a little tougher of crust. <laughs> In the box or just the pizza? Just the pizza. In the box, I feel like, is, is a cheater. But it, that is long, but I'm going to go with just the pizza. Uh, that, that'd be hard. That'd be hard. You, okay. you could, you could definitely get away. You would ha- finish the 50 with, uh, with some slices, but not the whole thing. Good, good. All right. My last two, this one, I think, like you said, might play into the shape of the head, a plunger. Oh yeah. That is, that's all about, that's all about whether or not you could get, uh, <laughs> you could get a little suction going on your head. I bet I have a good chance of it. Cause, uh, I have the, I, this is my this is my claim to fame. Here we go. I had uh-huh. the largest circumference head of the national team members leading up to 2016. Whoa! You have like a dome piece. Do you know what your hat size is? Uh, I think it's like seven and five eight. That's big. I think. That is a big head. It's pretty big. I got, wow. I got a pretty big head. That is very big. <laughs> uh, well, I will throw out plunger for you then. All right, six. My last one, and I'm I'm almost suggesting. This is your viral video because if this were to happen, I'm telling you, man, this would be all over the place. What if you swam and kept a Jenga game completely intact on your head? Now you are talking. Wow. This could be, I mean, this could be a viral challenge because you could start with, you know, one layer, put on another layer, put on another layer, see how far you could go. I don't know if I could do the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> that well, sounds really hard. I'm really just trying tough. to get you one up on Katie Ledecky. Uh, well, Nathan, please stay safe for me. And uh, I, I, I genuinely am thankful that there... I mean, honestly, it sounds dumb, but I'm thankful that there is someone with a public health education uh, working with the Olympic team because I, 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 some people don't get it, man. Like you said, it's it, people still fighting not to wear masks. Yeah. Hey, listen, I learned about it in class. I, learned about the seatbelt debate. Um, yep. there's a direct, there's a directly inverse correlation between personal freedoms and public health intervention. Uh, and, and just to understand that I think is, is important. And to understand that these interventions, if done well and effectively throughout the population are short term. So that's, I'll, I'll end with that. <laughs> to better times. The Sports Bubble is produced and distributed by Treefort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Matthew Kugler, and me, Jensen Karp. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor, with production and editing by Jasper Leak. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. Our theme music is composed by Spilkus. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please visit feedingamerica.org. If you're able to make a donation, any amount makes a difference, and you can learn more about other ways you can help on their website. For more information on the Sports Bubble, links to the socials, and for show transcripts for our hearing-impaired listeners, go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well. The Sports Bubble is a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.